0: Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it! There it is! It's another! And it's Mubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. Welcome back. Here we are, season two, episode four of your Houston Dynapod podcast. I am Finister. You're one and only host most of the time. So we, we got some news. We have a coach, we think. Nobody's nobody's very happy about it. But we'll, we'll get into that. What well, We will. We're going to get all into the excitement surrounding... the fuck is his name? Paulo Nagamora. He's a Brazilian man with a, a Japanese name and an MLS pedigree. I'm confused in so many different ways right now. So... Before we go into the soccer stuff, if you follow this show, if you know, if you know how this show operates, before I go get serious with you, I tell you some shit that happened in my life. Here we go. So if you follow the show, you know I was going to Denver, and I was excited because I went there in June, and I had a fucking blast. Gorgeous weather, lots of cool people, great time. Obviously, pot. pot's good. So this time I landed... Got uh, off the train at like 10 a.m. Immediately, beeline to a dispensary. Well, my my dumbass totally forgot that dispensaries only take cash because federally marijuana is illegal. They can't take a credit card. So I'm sitting there in a dispensary, and I, I mean, I, if, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to enjoy Denver. And I go to like withdraw cash on my card? It says the pin's inaccurate. I use my emergency card, which I don't ever use. Pin's inaccurate. So I called the banks. Both banks were like, Sir, you have not set up your PIN. You can do that at any financial center. So I call the financial center, and they say, Yes, we are open today. It's Christmas Eve, by the way. It's fucking 11 a.m. on Christmas Eve. Now, the financial center is a solid half-mile walk, and it hits me. I have a way to get money, but I don't want to do it. It would involve asking my dad... To borrow some money. So I did it. I called him and I was like, yo, I have a problem. I'm in Denver. And I didn't realize the dispensaries only take cash. I don't have any cash. Can you Venmo me $200? Which I'm fucking impressed. He's 67 and he was able to Venmo me that shit in like two minutes. Now, I'll never hear the end of it. And I owe him $200. It's wonderful. So, I get my 200 bucks. I go to the bank, I take out some extra because I am I am there to smoke weed and relax, read, walk around and hang out with people that are weird, right? So I check in and I go have a seat at the bar and I immediately meet somebody. I meet, 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 meet a guy, a man, 36-year-old dude named Jake. And it's weird, when I was doing the notes for the show, I realized every person of Significance. I met on this trip. Their first name started with a J, which is weird because I smoked a lot of Js. I smoked like a twenty-eight-dollar joint. It's called the Caviar Joint. Yeah, it's got like oil and keef, whatever that is, and weed all infused into one. They were. It was like, it's very impressive. Apparently, to buy one. Apparently, it's a financial flex, and I bought like three or four. And I smoked them bitches straight to the dome. And I told these this riffraff I was sharing quarters with and apparently if you can smoke one of these on your own, it's very impressive, and you might smoke too much weed, which apparently, uh, guilty as charged. So Jake, me and Jake were talking, and I said, man, what do you what do? You do? Why, why are you here? And Jake's like, hey, man, you know, I, I'm a prep cook, like up in about 10 miles from here, I cook, and I, I just needed a room, you know? And I said, not really. I've never, like, needed a room. What do you mean? He's like, well, you know, you know, man, like, when you go to find a room and you finally find a room and then like the room has 10 cats in it. You know what I mean? And I look at him right in the eyes and I say, no, man, I have no clue what you mean. That sounds awful. I have not a fucking idea what you mean. So Jake was a very fucking sad, sad person. Let's fast forward to Josh, Joshua, because there was two Josh's on this trip, but I'm only going to tell you about the homeless one. Uh, Josh decided at 46 years old and he was either, ready for this? He was either an electrical engineer or a retired army, special forces or whatever. I, I got told like seven different stories, which that's the type of people you meet, they make shit up. So Josh, Josh decided at 46, you know what? I want to fucking walk across the United States. And he started in Chicago. Who the fuck walks out of Chicago? Chicago. Why would you walk through a city? I wouldn't fucking walk through a city. That sounds terrible. I'd like to walk through the country, like in Saving Private Ryan, minus the Nazis with machine guns. The worst part of that movie was with a guy getting stabbed in the heart. That was fucking horrible. So Josh, at 46, decides to become homeless and walk across the United States. And he showed me pictures from various points along his trip. Fucking weird guy. Weird dude. Now let's talk about the little honey I met. The little uh, red-headed woman who i uh, pretty sure is batshit crazy, but if you've listened to the podcast, you know that's uh, it's normal for me. So, it, what was it? The 26th. I decided, you know what, my last night here, I'm going to drink, I'm going to stay up late, and I want to see what happens. So I did. And the place I'm staying at, they have a special. $5, you get a shot and a beer. And it's a PBR and a shitty whiskey. It's fine. So I start drinking shots and beers and slipping myself gummy bears every now and again, usually every hour on the hour. And this little, this little redheaded woman saddles up next to me, and she says, Hey, hey, strangers, is this seat taken? And I said, No, ma'am, it, you can go ahead and sit there now. So we start talking and talking, and then, um, she says something. And I look at her, and I said, Ma'am, I, I'm not hitting on you yet. That comes later. This fucking sun is still up. Yeah, the sun was still up. We drank, like, for a while. And then as the evening progressed, um, uh, she did some weird stuff, dude. Like, she, like, grabbed my hand at one point, And then, like, I went out to walk around and smoke. And she's like, I'll come with you. I was like, well, you, are you going to smoke? And she's like, no. That's weird, by the way. If you're going out with someone who's going to smoke, I think. And you're not going to smoke. A cigarette, I understand. But a joint is meant to be shared. So hit that shit, Jody. So I started calling her Jody Foster. And I'm almost positive she was texting fake people. Like, she would look at her phone, it would light up, and then she'd put it down and she would tell me how she just had a conversation with one of her friends. Nobody has a conversation via text that fast. Not even Stephen Hawking and his fucking computer can do all his stuff for him. Nobody. So as the evening went on, uh, we got a little handsy, a little mouthy, uh, a little friendly, but everything was over the clothes. I mean, there's nowhere to, to, to... to do it. You you're, you're share a room with like eight people. I mean, I have done it in a hostel uh, and there was another woman in the room Like, because when I wrote, wrote off oh, fucking, like a tired bear and I opened the curtain after getting dressed, I saw there was a chick over there and I was like, oh, but this was, I was with someone like I was on a, in a relationship. So, very, very, very interesting trip. Fucking depressing. Guys, There's nothing Exciting about going and hanging out with other people that don't have anything to do on Christmas. In fact, it's fucking sad. I thought, yeah, we'll just all have fun because nobody here has their kids or whatever. And it turns out that they're actually mostly fucking homeless people. Uh, And Denver is full of them, the homeless people, and they're aggressive. They're not even like the summer homeless people. They were just like, they'd let you walk by. Every single one of these ones was hitting me up for money or a lighter, or a cigarette. And I'm like, dude, who the fuck carries cash in 2021? Do you have a Venmo, Mr. Homeless Person, sir? And I messed up because I went I went on a walk with Josh to share a joint, which is how you're supposed to smoke them. And we got cornered by a young homeless kid because he proceeded to tell us his life story. And he, Hey, I'm I'm 20, I'm 20 years old and I'm homeless. And I know it sounds sad, but I've been enlightened and I've been enlightened for a long time. And people are trying to punish us because we're enlightened. He goes, and I'm a star child. Now, as soon as you drop the term star child, I'm fucking turning my brain off and I'm leaving, which is what I did. So I do not think I will go back to Denver ever again over Christmas. That was some depressing, sad, sobering shit. And when I told these sad people that I actually had a family to go to and, and a place of my own, they looked at me like I was like I was the fucking crazy one, you know. I'm not, I'm not the guy rooming with ten cats, or having fake conversations, or walking across the United States a la Forrest Gump. I'm not fucking crazy. I just thought it might might not be terrible, but it was, it was some of the most depressing shit I've ever seen. On to the Dynamo. So, uh, Matias re resigned. Double the money. He made twice as much. And that's never a good thing for me because I'm cheap. It's never good for me to look and be like, dude, you doubled his salary. That's a lot. But if it wasn't a lot in the first place, it's not a big deal. Now, I, I think it was a good move. I might be wrong. It's happened once or twice. All right. Uh, I might be wrong, but he's played basically every match and he does the job. And he's 26. And for his position... He can play in that position till his early thirties, so we have possibly locked down a defensive midfielder slash midfielder who's shown growth. Right, he, he was a defensive guy primarily, but now he can shoot from outside the box. Now he can push forward. Now he can create. He can wait a through ball properly. Now Matias Veda is morphing, and he's a little bit more than just a one-trick pony. Right, like Darwin Sareen is a one-trick pony. Derek Jones a one-trick pony. Matias Veda can do a lot of stuff. I, I think he's versatile. He can play as a defensive mid. He can play as a six or an eight. I think those are the right numbers. I'm just fucking throwing them out there. But I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Now, if you'd have told me they doubled fucking Tim Parker's salary or Fafa, I, 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 Fafa already gets paid pretty well. Uh, I'd have been like, what? But I think Vera's wages were two or three hundred grand a year. So now he's at six or seven. So we're essentially paying him on par with Fafa, which is fine fine with me so let's get into paulo nagamora and towards the end after we talk about him real quick because there's not much on him uh we'll do some listener questions and uh fuck a new segment i'm debuting called let's look at reddit where i go to reddit and i highlight all the funny weird negative shit you people are saying and i read it and then i talk about it thank you for the free content also to the guy that sent me the message on reddit i don't think you're an asshole i just I, i i don't know Sometimes the way I talk makes people think I think they're an asshole, which in turn makes them think I'm an asshole. But no, dude, we're good. Uh, Disagreeing's fine. It's the people on there that are just, there are some dicks. I've had a couple dicks, like, message me, you don't know shit about anything. And it's like, yeah, I do. I actually do. I know quite a bit about stuff. What would you like to discuss? Because I fucking talk all day. Obviously, right? I've been talking alone right now for 12 minutes and you're still fucking listening. So, obviously, I have great oral skills. So, Paulo Na- Nagamura. I thought at first that we hired a fucking Japanese guy. I really did. Then I found out he's Brazilian. And I went, huh. But his name's pretty much Japanese. And he's really, really only played professional soccer in America. Yes, he had a stint with Liverpool. But never for the... Um, not in a match, match that counted. Not in a match that counted. He appeared in a preseason friendly in 2002. So, I mean, still, that's better than most MLS players. Now, he was born in Sao Paulo. He came up through the system of his hometown club, Sao Paulo. In 2001, he was sold to Arsenal. He played with Arsenal's uh, youth and reserve sides up until 2004. So he spent three years with Arsenal, and fuck them. I hate Arsenal, as you know, because I'm a Spurs fan. So I already don't like this fucking guy, because you played at Arsenal. I don't know, I don't know. Senderos. I was big on Senderos. For him, I would have overlooked Arsenal. For the guy that managed SKC2, I don't know if I can overlook those Arsenal times, my my Japanese Brazilian man. So he scored a goal um, in the final against Liverpool in the English U19 Championship. And then in a preseason friendly for Arsenal, he scored against Stevenage in 2002. Following that year, he signed with MLS Powerhouse, the LA Galaxy. He won the Open Cup and the MLS Cup both in 2005. He was selected in the 2006 expansion draft by Toronto, but then was traded to now-defunct Chivas USA in exchange for a first-round pick in the 2008 draft. And he played for Chivas for three years until he moved to Tigres for half part of a year and came back quite quickly. 2011, he's traded to Sporting KC for a supplemental draft pick. And after 2016, he retires and joins the club's... uh, SKC two or the reserve side, the reserve coaching side. So uh, total, let's see here. He's played in two hundred and sixty-seven matches, fifteen goals. Uh, shit, I don't know. He's he's had a good good ish career, right? He's an MLS starter for a long time. Now he holds a green card, which means he could play and not hold a fucking domestic roster spot. I don't understand the signing. I don't understand this one. Um, I'm like a lot of you right now, where in my head, I'm saying, trust the process, trust Pat. Well, no. In my heart, in my heart, I'm saying, trust the process and trust Pat. But in my head, I'm going, what is going, what is this? I don't get it. Now, as we go through the listener questions, uh, we will talk about some of your concerns, which are also mine. Uh, But let's end the segment on, holy fuck, Are you going to be mad at this. Let's talk about his managerial record with Sporting KC. 116 matches managed, 30 wins, 25 draws, and 61 losses. He had a goal differential of negative 75 and a win percentage of 25.86. I would have normally just said 25%, but because it's so low, I included the decimals. I included 86% of one in there. So, I do not get this. You know, there was, there was a lot of talk about Lucci Lozano. Vucicic? Vucicic? The Mexican dude. And then this one comes out of right field, right? We all thought Lozano was the man, and I was fine with that. I was okay with Lozano or Lucci. I was, I was totally fine. Um, by the way, if you're in that club that was against Lozano and is now against Nagamora... But now also wishes we had signed Lozano. You're one of the worst fans. And if you have a friend that doesn't listen to this podcast, please fucking back me up, dude. I know this club is frustrating. I know they're frustrating, but they're not attractive. And we're gonna we're gonna have a fucking great analogy. Talks that compares us to a, a really hot girl with chlamydia. I want to break out on you a little bit, but. If you were anti-Lozano and now you're pro-Lozano because of Nagamora, fucking what? Why are you even a fan? Why do people do that? So we're sad. Dynamo Land is very sad. Surprised. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm getting mixed messages. And a mixed message that I'm getting is this. We signed Daniel Status and Steve Clark, who combined are 68 years old. But then we hire... A guy who primarily has been developing players. What's our strategy? Obviously, Clark is going to slot right into goal. Obviously, Stares is going to spell Parker because Lord fucking knows he needs it, as well as Hadebe. So we have these two older signings, but we have a coach now, apparently, who is a development coach. I don't know what we're doing, and I get we haven't we haven't had a coach. So there's been no guidance, but still you confusion me Whoo, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thrilled. I'm always positive, but I was positive about tab tab was more successful as a manager, but tabs job was also to win, develop and win. Whereas Nagamora you're more about developing when you're when you're in SKC2 or a Galaxy 2, that's like the worst fucking job you can have as a manager. It's like being a minor league manager. Yeah, it's good to move up, but you don't ever get to keep your players. You can't even decide if you keep them. The coaches above you decide that. Now the positive about Nagamura, he comes from the Peter Vermese coaching tree. Another positive, he's Brazilian. Another positive, he played in Europe, kind of. After that, another positive, he has a lot of MLS ties. After that, I don't know. This goal differential leaves uh, leaves a lot to be desired. So, I, I don't get it. I think it's... I read that some people were canceling their season tickets. I understand. I do. I don't think Pat Onstad is going to make... I don't think he's knowingly going to hire someone that will fail. If he looks at Nagamori, I don't think he's thinking, well, this guy fucking, he's not going to win. He wants to win. So he made a decision that this is who we can afford. He fits the style I want to play. And I, Pat Onstad, fucking World Cup goalkeeper, MLS champion, have decided this is our man. So let's trust the process. Tab Ramos got two years of last place finishes. He got two years. Now, once Ted and Onstad came in, he really only had about six months, and he was done. How long of a leash does this guy get? Some people, how was it God? Who was it? Andres or Sean? They said uh, he's he, he's here to develop. He's not going to be on a short leash. I think whoever comes here, if I'm Pat Onstad, you need to be on a short leash because your performance and my career are tied together. So if I'm Pat Onstad, in my heart, and with what resources I was given, this is the best person Pat could get to come here. So at the end of the day, that's where we are. At the end of the day, a guy with more soccer knowledge and his left nut has decided Paulo Nagamoras, who's going to lead our club, our one and only club, to hopefully fighting for the playoffs again. So let's go to listener questions. Rudy, my man, Rudy Segura says, "Is it concerning that Houston hasn't officially announced Nagamora?" No. Someone wrote, "Maybe they realized they made a horrible mistake and are trying to get Lozano now." Um, Rudy, I, I know it's not. I don't think it's concerning at all. It's odd. It's odd, but what front office? Would tease a name and see how we react. Well, I mean, Tottenham did it with Cattuso. So, maybe, maybe that, maybe that, maybe what this other guy wrote is happening. Maybe they realize, oh shit, our fans aren't buying it. We need to try and get somebody with a bigger name in here. Maybe. The chances of that being the case, slim to none. I think it's done. Lester's reported, it, ESPN's reported it. Corey Ropkin, who now is not covering the Dynamo, reported it. Michelle or Michael Gingioni reported it. I think Victor has reported it. All the people that fucking you trust, not me, they've reported it. So I think it's done. And again, fucking, no, I'm not thrilled. Uh, Dago says, what the fuck is going on with Pat? Paulo hiring, Paul Rogers leaving, missing out on badass players and coaches. Uh, Pat has a plan. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We don't know how much money's available. We don't know what kind of GM is going to sign players with no coach. So I I think any players we missed out on is a result of the length of time it took to install a manager, which was about 60 days. Technically, without an official announcement, we're almost at two months, 60 days. Uh, Man, Dago... Based on our history as a club, what badass players and coaches would want to come here? It it would be like if your friend slept with a girl, right? Smoking ass hot chick. But she gave him chlamydia. Now look, nobody wants that booby-trapped pussy. Not right now. Not if they knew it. If a girl was like, I got chlamydia, I would not be like, I still want to have sex with you. I would pass and be a hard pass. But, but she's fine as hell. This chick is smoking hot so in your head when she's you know you know she's single you know she's had chlamydia but in your head she's like if she didn't have it i'd be up in it no doubt no doubt player if she didn't have that chlamydia you'd be all over right so a month or two go by and you go out and she's at the bar and she's flirting with you heavy and you know she's doing shots buying tequilas doing that woo sound they do woo right fucking especially white girls they're the fucking worst. And they're real heavy when they uh when they drink too much and can't walk. Right? So a month goes by. She's flirting heavy with you and you you look at her and you're thinking I would, cuz I know I know you can be great. But you've kind of you've kind of had chlamydia. And I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. So until I know one other person that sleeps with you and doesn't get chlamydia, I'm going to have to pass. That's who we are right now, Dago. The Houston Dynamo, we are an attractive girl with potential that's had a chlamydia, Matt Jordan, Gabriel Brenner, for a decade, and then this new doctor, Dr. Ted Siegel, he says we've been cured. But who, honestly, who wants to be the first to dip their toe into this pool now that the water's wet and Ted Siegel says the chlamydia's gone? Nobody. They're going to want to wait and see. They're going to want to look and be like, all right, is this shit for real? You're not going to just get people in here. They have to see that the situation's improved because it was it was dire. Speaking of Dyer, Eric Dyer has done fucking phenomenal for Spurs. Uh, Talking about Paul Rodgers leaving, that's fine. I mean, really, what has he done with our keepers? We didn't have a single keeper grade out over a 6.3, and Marco Marich was not inexpensive. And you can say scouting or whatever, but you can fix that distribution problem. You know how you fix it? Roll the ball. Short kicks, roll the ball. I had to do it in FM 22. Marco has short kicks because I don't trust him kicking it long. So, Paul Rogers leaving, fine. Uh, Personally, I'd be fine with most of the staff leaving and being replaced. I think if you really want to change the culture, that's what you have to do. And I've said it before, we need a heavy top-down cleaning to fix and remove all the rot that has been in this club for a decade now. Spike Jones, next question. Spike says, what would you consider a successful first season? Most of us are going to say playoffs. I am not. I'm not going to say playoffs. I'm going to say fighting for playoffs. I want to be in the race. I want our last game of the year to have meaning. I would also like to see us fill out all of our DP slots with actual DPs that we need. Not fucking 34-year-old midfielders and not center backs. I want to see real DPs at positions we need. What positions do we need? Well, aside from center back and keeper, really, all of them. Um we need a striker, we need a winger, A midfielder and a right back. So, striker and a midfielder. There's your DP spot. I also want to see guys like Marcelo Palomino, Ian Hoffman, and Danny Rios get in the squad. I want to see integration of younger kids in games that are lost, meaning we're too far behind. In games that we've bossed, we're too far ahead. Or in games that we should win but really don't matter, like the U.S. Open Cup. When we play fucking Wichita Falls FC. I wanna see those guys play. I wanna see a mix of uh, early 20s, late teens guys with our veterans. That's what I wanna see. That's a successful first year for me. If he can do that, I'll I'll be happy. Playoffs would be great, but let's be realistic. There's a lot of work to do. Another one, this isn't really a uh, question, it's a comment. Alberto says, anyone the slightest bit worried about this team? We need to voice our opinions and speak up. We must no longer accept the same bullshit after all these years. Um, Alberto, I think we have. I think we have spoken up. I think we have made our voices heard. I think the signs, or TIFOs, as my Hispanic friends call them at PNC, I think those helped with Fire Matt Jordan. We had the uh, the hashtag Fire Matt Jordan Brigade. I even titled an episode that. Uh, You have the individual creators, like me, Sean, Mark, Colin, fucking, you know, all of them, Christian, Rudy, all them. We have all the individual creators that can speak our minds and not really censor our thoughts. That's where I come in. Unlike the Glenn Davises who have to be PG. They can't say what they want. I'm sure if you sat Glenn down and the fucking recorders were off, what he would say would blow your mind, but he can't because of the position he's in. I mean, for a living, he has to be politically correct. And that's why I do this for free-ish. Uh, you know, we also have the Dynamo Fans for Change group on Facebook. I think we've been proactive. It's just, I don't think Gabriel Brenner or those minority owners gave a shit about it. And why would they when you look at the profit that he turned? And he's still a fucking minority owner. He made a hundred hundreds of millions of dollars and he still has a share in the team. You know why? Because I get a bet, I fucking bet Ted Siegel couldn't afford to buy the whole fucking franchise. Not all of it. Anyway. Um, it seems like nobody cared except Ted. When Ted came in, things did start to change. Granted, they're not, (coughs) (coughs) they're not changing the way we all want right away. It's not going to happen. He's not our fairy godmother. and We're not Cinderella fucking. You can't turn a pumpkin into a world-class striker. Can't do it. I've tried. I tried right after we fucking sold Elise, uh, for a million dollars who is tearing it up in France. Good for you, Albert. Fucking making us proud. Uh, Now, boys and girls, our final segment of the day, it's called, uh, it it says Reddit Look. Let's call it Look at Reddit. So I'm going to just read off some of the strikingly positive comments I saw regarding this new hire, and thank you, Reddit. Comment number one, well, this is not an underwhelming hire at all. His record is at SKC2 was 31, 60, and 25. Fucking kill me. Uh, I don't want to kill you because I'm much too pretty for prison. We've already covered his record. This is an underwhelming hire. I agree. Uh, His time at SKC2 was not fruitful. But he did develop some quality players. Here's another one. I like this one. Cuts right to the chase. Reddit user says, fucking shocking if true. I don't really feel that. I feel shocked. But part of me is like, makes sense. It does. It is shocking. But it's, it's not out of the blue for us to miss on what we wanted and then get the fifth option. I saw it happen in the summer with Tottenham. We ended up with Nuno. That led to Conte. Maybe fucking we'll fire this guy after three matches. Or after 10, what, 10 weeks? Three and a half months? And we'll hire, I don't know. There, there's, there, who is there? Who is clamoring to come manage an MLS for real? Nobody's like, I dream of managing the fucking New York Red Bull. No, no, maybe they are, right? And that would be a big deal. But in football, in soccer, Europe is the center of the universe. So, no, not shocking. Here we go. Reddit user says, Well, if this isn't a clear sign they struck out elsewhere and were flailing, I don't know what else would be. I agree. It definitely struck out elsewhere. I don't know about flailing. I think they had a list. He checked it twice. Pat found out most of these guys were naughty, not nice. Now Paula Claus is coming to town. And he's bringing his minus 75 gold differential with him. Next, next comment. We supposedly didn't want the next Tab Ramos Lozano, but we got a second-rate Wilmer in Nagamora. Shaking my head. I'm going to tell you right now, Wilmer Cabrera. Out of that, every coach you listed there, Tab Ramos, Jaime Lozano, Wilmer Cabrera, and Nagamora. Wilmer Cabrera is the best coach, and he would have been better sticking around the tab. There, I said it. He had better players, yes, but he did quite well, and he did good at he did well at RGV. So, say what you want about Wilmer Cabrera. He's not a bad manager. He's not a very sociable man. When I crossed his path in what was then BBVA, I said hello to him, and he just fucking walked by me like I wasn't there. So, next Reddit. All right, I'm slightly impressed. I never in a million years thought they could get a coach that was a downgrade from Tab. Well done. I'm not even mad at you. Truth be told, this smells of a younger Tab Ramos. It smells like a younger Tab Ramos. Here's the benefit of a guy his age. He's got room to grow. Here's the negatives of a guy his age. Some of those guys in the fucking locker room are his age. If we'd have stuck around with Figueroa, he would be the second oldest dude in the locker room of importance. So is he a downgrade from Tab Ramos? On paper, yes. Based upon his MLS career, Yes. But will he be worse than Tab? Will he be an actual downgrade? We don't know. We don't know at all. So let's not assume. Let's, let's try and wait. All right, here we go. Reddit user says, Hello, bottom of the league. We meet again. I doubt it. Not going to happen. I do not think we will be last again. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. If we're last again, I'm... I might go back to what the first guy said is and fucking kill me. I might be posting on Reddit. Another Reddit user says, LOL, what the fuck? Yeah, basically, I understand that one. And finally, the final, final Reddit comment says, So what do they do after failing with their third straight coach in a row? You continue to regress and hire someone whose only coaching experience is at the reserve league level. Not an impressive move on the part of Siegel or Onstad. This has expendable dumpster fire written all over it. I'm guessing Paulo is the expendable dumpster fire. Is, is there a dumpster fire that is not expendable, however? <clears throat> I don't know. So, guys, girls, we talked about Denver. We talked about Vada. We talked about new fan favorite, Paulo Nagamura, who, God, he's, fuck, man. I'm telling you, the first sign of things going wrong, social media is going to tear him apart. And they're going to tear onstat apart and they're going to tear Siegel apart because we don't have patience anymore. Should we? Yes, you should always have patience. Is it understandable why we do not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man, there was one other thing I wanted to tell y'all and I can't remember. Fuck. Can't remember. Alright, so that's been it. Houston Dynapod Podcast. I'm Finister. This was season two episode four. Four. You guys over there Dynamo Theory are putting them out quicker than me. And uh, That's cool. That's cool. I'll just steal my shit from you guys. Anyway, um, hang in there, guys. Hopefully now we can start to see some players, some player signings, players. Hopefully we get to hear what Nagamura has to say. I'm sure that when when Pat goes on Soccer Matters and they take listener questions, there is going to be some people calling in. Glenn will not be struggling for calls on that one. It's been an interesting week. Jaime Lozano... Best of luck to you. I'm sure you'll end up managing, I don't know, the men's U23 Olympic gold medal team or whatever. So that's been it, Houston Dynamo Podcast. I'm Finister, and as always, go Dynamo. Albert DeLise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.